Wait, why is the show red? Uh-oh. That's probably not a good thing. <laughs> Ours is red when we record. Right. I don't know. Okay, we'll just pretend like it's nothing's problem. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't understand the problem, just ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. And if it turns That's out exactly you weren't right. recording, we'll just have the whole conversation over again and pretend it never happened. Yeah. Daniel, officially our first yeah. guest to Talking with Intention. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> the first guest. Yeah. yeah. What can I say? Yeah. I'm just man, such a such an honor. <laughs> such a... <laughs> well, we're we are really happy to have you. For yeah, real, we've though. been wanting to do this for a while. So yeah, this um, is great. Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know him, Daniel is uh, my good friend from Bible College. We went to CIU together freshman yeah. year. Yeah, um, that's right have all kinds of shenanigans and good times together. Um, oh yeah. And still do. Yeah, definitely. We, yeah, we went out yesterday actually and went hiking. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. But Daniel, we wanted to talk and we've been mentioning uh you have upcoming a huge life event um which is a pretty big deal and so we're interested in talking about you taking on the Appalachian Trail. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, as you just uh, announced, I am planning on doing the Appalachian Trail, uh, a through hike of it. So all 2,200 miles approximately um, from Georgia to Maine, uh, starting in almost exactly one month. Holy smokes. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit scary trying to, you, you know, get everything. Are you starting in, in Georgia or are you starting in Maine? I am starting in Georgia, so I'm nice. northbound. Okay, great. Um, it's probably going to be a little bit better for weather because, yeah. um, you know, I think it'd be a little cold in, in <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't want to go to Maine and start hiking. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll be starting in Georgia and then working my way through um, all the way up, you know, through Tennessee, North Carolina. Uh, Virginia, West Virginia, and, and then all the way up through New England, and hopefully ending in Maine uh, late August. Wait, so right. how many states is that? That's like a, that's um, a handful right there. Let's see. Like I think the... it's like a total of, I think, 14 states, if what? I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Holy so smokes. It's quite, a, it's quite an experience, yeah. as I've been reading about and... You know, seeing videos about getting a little bit hype, you know. Mm -hmm. And are you doing it by yourself? I, well, technically, yes. I'm, I have no one who is planning on doing, you know, all of it with me. Um, So I'm going to be starting it by myself and finishing it by myself. But I'm hoping to have um, some friends along the way that will be able to join me. So say when Um, you hit North Carolina, we should come out and hike with you for a few days. Yeah. Awesome. I would love to have you guys. And I mean, the more the merrier. I, I've already been talking with Walter a little bit. Like, you know, he's, you know, hopefully he'll be able to have some time. And, you know, you're welcome to, Michael, you know, a couple of miles or however long you want to go. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I think by I think by that point, um, every mile is going to be a struggle. And, uh, <laughs> just pushing through and getting it done. Yeah. But I'm really excited and we'll, we'll see how it ends up. That's really cool. I know a couple things about you, Daniel, that I think are going to be a big help on the trail. And I mentioned this yesterday, but number one, 
you can you're pretty good at staying warm like especially yeah. at night you're always, you're never too cold so that's a good mm-hmm. good benefit especially at the beginning when it's still pretty much winter and then yeah. the other thing is your almost <laughs> annoying ability to fall asleep instantly <laughs> so and, annoying and stay asleep and for as long as i want regardless of what's happening wow yeah that's yeah, a that's superpower exactly. it really is yeah sometimes it's a superpower sometimes it's a super weakness <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll put it that way but i think that's gonna be really good though just to be able to like yeah. Whatever happens throughout the day, you're out there alone at night, you know, a rough day. If you crawl in your sleeping bag, I know you're going to pass out in like 20 seconds <laughs> yes. and sleep through the entire night. Yeah. No just matter so the crazy. conditions, if it's just, you know, a blizzard outside or if it's just raining <laughs> cats and dogs, you know, I'll make it through. Yeah. Or at least we hope so. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, definitely hope to to come out and join you for a little bit maybe yeah provide some sanity as you've been hiking along alone yeah. for so long some so, moral support yeah <laughs> how did you get the idea to hike the appalachian trail um that's a that's a good question i so i am a boy scout or i was a boy scout i guess i should say um i'm an eagle scout so i went all the way through and you know camping and backpacking has always been something i've like you know enjoyed doing and so that's like kind of where I got my introduction to it. But it wasn't until I guess, I don't know, it was like, I think last September, or October, where um, my fa- family and I did a biking trail up in uh, Virginia called the Virgin Creeper. Um, and part of that trail inner like crosses mm-hmm. with the Appalachian Trail. And I yeah. saw the white blaze, which is what they mark the, it's like a white, you know, piece mm-hmm. of paint that they mark the trail with and i thought man that would be so cool to do that and on the dri- the drive home uh i was talking to some of my brothers and sister and they were like man you should do it and i was like okay i will <laughs> 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 like i mean all right that that was the conclusion of that and um i've been i was like wait and like after i made that d- decision i was like wait a second what wait what did i just agree to um but i've been trying to figure out all the planning sense and like get all my gear together that's been Mm. crazy just making sure everything's ready um but you know it's i guess it's been you know what three months three four months and Mm -hmm. um everything's coming together a little bit hopefully it'll (laughs) come more together in the next (laughs) month or so uh with gear and Mm -hmm. with food and all these logistics uh but Yeah. yeah That's funny because that exact spot where the where the AT connects in with the Virginia Creeper there is the same spot that Michael and I have hiked together. Yeah, we did that section. We hiked wow. from we hiked from the Grayson Highlands to Damascus oh. and then back. That's a nice stretch. There mm-hmm. and back again, man. There and back again. Yeah. yeah. So we know exactly that point that... where the where the AT hooks mm-hmm. into the Virginia Creeper. Man, really that funny. one spot, it just has yeah. some magic to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess so. We didn't get that magic when we passed through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were grumpy let's, and sore. <laughs> let's hopefully that's not a premonition of what I'm going to be feeling at that point on the trail. <laughs> that's interesting. You'll be more worn in at that point, I'm sure. <laughs> is that crazy out. to think about that you're going to pass that exact point again? Just yeah, that is like crazy. A whole lot more miles behind and ahead of you this time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like trying to like conceptualize like along the way, like 
I don't even know like how it's going to be like emotionally and like, mm. I mean, just like not being around people at all. And then even just like moments like that where it's just like, dang, this is like so like, m- like impactful and like meaningful and like, mm. I I don't know how I'm going to respond, but yeah. that is, that is going to be such a cool moment yeah. for sure. And I think a, one encouraging thing is that, you know, even though you're not hiking with somebody just the community of different hikers and stuff on the Appalachian trail seems to be really good. And so like, you know, meeting up with somebody who's kind of got the same pace at you for a day or two and traveling along or just talking with people as you pass, I think that'll go a huge way. Um, Oh yeah. I think it would be a whole different thing if you weren't going to see anybody for like those Mm. months, that would actually be really, really bad. Yeah. But I guess on the flip side of that, it, I'm also looking forward to some of the solitude along the way too, where it's just mm. like, yeah, people have like, I've been reading things about people who have sections like, you know, 24 hours or, you know, even longer than that, where it's like, they don't see anyone at all. Yeah. And like as crazy as that sounds, it almost sounds like a certain amount of like, wow, I wonder what that's like, hmm. you know, like just kind of being like your own, I don't know, like just being totally independent, like yeah, almost as what like, you know, was we were created to be where it's just like, Mm. you know, you're, we're meant to have community with other people, but it's also like the sense of like, you know, you're with nature. You're like, everything's like pretty much like in harmony, you know, Mm. you're just chilling. It reminds me a lot of something we, that is done here at South mountain Christian camp where for the summer staff, the training um, towards the end of staff training before the summer starts and the kids show up, we try to have what we, what's called a solo day. Mm-hmm. And you could probably mm-hmm. talk more about yeah, that, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we, we tell the staff if, if they want breakfast that morning, it'll be served. If not, if they'd rather go and get a, a, you know, early start on solo day, they can do that. But we just ask them to, we just ask them to go out somewhere on camp by themselves and just sit and, and, be still basically and listen to God. Um, yeah. You, you know, t- we tell them, you can read your Bible, you can listen to music. Mm. You really, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. But we, what we recommend is that they spend some time just resting really and mm. not distracted by TikTok videos or anything on their phone, mm. but just out in nature and at peace. Um, and yeah. uh, I think some of them find it incredibly meaningful uh, and others, I think, don't really get it. But <laughs> interesting, you know, it's something we do every year, and, and it, it's uh, you know something we're definitely going to continue to do. I feel like there's you can really get some. Uh, it, it can be really beneficial. Yeah, I think yeah, there's sure. a there's a danger with lots of this stuff that we have so much input. You were to mention the TikTok videos and Absolutely. YouTube and everything so much that we never give ourselves the opportunity to like be bored even like that sounds like such a negative thing. Yeah. But if you (laughs) give yourself that opportunity, really, I think you start to, you come up with real things that are worth thinking about or real Mm -hmm. things that are worth doing rather than just the first thing that comes up with silence Mm -hmm. and stillness, you know, and to, to unplug and, and be willing to, (laughs) be bored like you said to sit <laughs> yeah. there without anything immediately stimulating your mind um you know it's tough it's tough for people to do now mm. especially and and so i think it, it's a great way to to 
detox, I guess, yeah. in a sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think that's part of the reason I keep seeing ads for these meditation apps and people talking about meditation yeah. and it's just like, yeah, there's so much being thrown at you all day long. You're so many, we're, we consume so much content mm. and things online and whatever else that to, you know, I think we forget the, the value of silence yeah. and sitting and, and being alone with your own thoughts sometimes yeah yeah i mean sometimes it can just be like you know obviously you mentioned like people are uncomfortable with that or it it can even be like scary you know it's like mm. man i don't want to be alone with my thoughts like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good time yeah. <laughs> but i i think you're right like it's totally like it, it's just such a i guess undervalued or like underutilized like kind of experience i guess nowadays yeah. where it's just like totally overstimulation. it's like even like i find myself doing this all the time where it's like anything i'm doing like i have to be like watching a video or like mm. having music on in the mm-hmm. background or it's like you know even like when i like I, i'm doing these training walks or whatever i'm like oh man like it's too silent i need to put on my headphones and listen to some music and you oh. know it's like not necessarily a bad thing but it's just like man like that's gonna be crazy to just i don't know kind of be forced you know to just be like all right mm-hmm. here like there's no people for like a hundred miles around and Man. you know if you use your phone right now it's gonna die and that's not gonna be good <laughs> so <laughs> good luck yeah it reminds yeah. me a lot of it kind of like a lot of things you see in the bible especially like the gospels number one what jesus always does anytime he needs to sit down evaluate process something he goes he separates himself finds a quiet spot and usually goes to a mountain. Um, hmm. And it's like, oh, that's kind of what you're doing in a very, in a, you know, big way. And the other thing is just walking around, just taking the time and yeah. walking places. That's so much of what they were doing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like the, uh, I don't remember what Psalm it is, but it's like the be still and know that I am God. Right. Yeah. It's hmm. like, take a moment and actually like, I don't know, just like grasp, like just the, I don't know, like being like with God or like knowing who he is and even just like being in nature and like seeing how basically like insane it is yeah, and it, like how much of a miracle, like that's just something I'm totally looking forward to. Yeah. It's just like being able to see that. and Yeah. yeah. So what are the reason or the reasons that you're doing the trail? I know you told us kind of how you got the idea. Yeah. But- so why um, are you doing this? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a good question. Why am I doing this? <laughs> I ask myself that every day. Um, I, yeah, it's been an interesting process, like trying to figure that out actually and like wrap my mind around like, I don't know, like the reasoning and just, yeah, like what you're saying, like why am I doing this? I guess one thing that comes to mind immediately is obviously right now for me, this is a time in my life where I can be able to make that commitment and kind Mm. of I guess take like you know five months off my life where it's like you know I'm not tied down to like a big job or you know like a relationship or you know I don't have a house anywhere or anything so it's somewhere where I can go and you know be able to afford to do this great thing you know Mm. I've been blessed with that time and so it's like uh, Mm. you know being taking advantage of that like taking advantage of the opportunity that Mm. kind of has presented itself yeah and even though it's like in my mind I'm like this is like the stupidest thing you've ever come up with. Like, why? <laughs> I can't believe you thought of this idea. You know, 
I always make the joke like, who signed me up for this? They, they did not, you know, like ask me first <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I guess just like my mindset is like grasping that opportunity and mm. like, yeah. you know, obviously throughout life, there's probably going to be other opportunities for maybe this or, you know, whatever it may be. But I find it like the way I think about it is obviously I'm not getting any younger and I probably won't have a better opportunity to do this in my future. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, why not just go for it and why not try it and yeah, see what comes of it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even just like the allure of, I don't know, just being able to like step out into like the next stage of my life and, you know, have this moment where I'm like, okay, I can have control over these things in my life and I can, you know, take responsibility for this and this. And, you know, I, I guess one thing we were talking about is also like, you know, doing hard things and being able to like take, like grasp something that's, you know, obviously such an insane task, but like break it down and actually being able to like get behind it and be like, okay, I'm going to like do this hard thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it is going to be hard. That's for sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think there's a huge benefit to choosing to do difficult things. And, and you talk about just you had the opportunity and just saying yes to that opportunity. I think, you know, that's how we live our lives. We, we say either accept or reject the opportunities that are presented Mm. to us. And hiking the Appalachian Trail, I think people will do it for a number of different reasons. For me, I, I never hiked it. I've hiked sections of it, but when I was younger, I used to want to hike the whole thing. I, I wanted to for the whole time I was in high school, basically. I was planning on hiking the Appalachian Trail. Huh. And I kind of changed my mind, partially because of a conversation with Walter. And uh, I don't even think that I realized it at the time, at the moment that I changed my mind, but I, I feel like a big Part of it for me was I didn't really want to hike the Appalachian Trail. I wanted, I, I was, it was more about my own pride and I wanted more to be able to tell people that I hiked the Appalachian mm. Trail and yeah. to be able to present myself as somebody who yeah. went out and had this adventure. I was more right. interested in when I was finished than I was in the actual journey mm. itself. Yeah, like the um, accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no doubt it's a huge accomplishment. But when I was talking to Walter about it at one point, I think he probably picked up on that. I was focused on on the accomplishment, on what it would, how I would feel um, when I finished it. Yeah. You know, and I think there's nothing wrong with feeling good when you accomplish something that's difficult, that that's natural, and that's a good thing. You know, but I was going into it thinking more about about how cool I was going to be to be able to tell people that mm-hmm. I threw hiked the Appalachian Trail than yeah. I was about actually hiking the Appalachian yeah. Trail. Um, and yeah. Walter pointed out to me that I I could take the energy and effort that it would have t- that I was would have spent on hiking the Appalachian Trail and apply it to something else. Um, that would would be more beneficial to other people, mm. and that kind of caught me because because of my reasons for doing it, 
made me realize like, okay, you know, this might not be for me actually. Mm. But I think there are, there are a lot of benefits to hiking the Appalachian Trail and to doing something that long, you know. And I was just thinking about this. In one sense, when you're out there, especially for, for the months that's going to take you, it simplifies you mm. in one sense. And yeah, you mentioned, yeah. um, you know, kind of taking ownership and responsibility for your own life. Mm. I think that's something that, that younger guys and, and younger people can grasp for in any opportunity that they can find um to you know when because we grow up as we're growing up it's always an adult or somebody else telling us when to Mm. go to do this when to do that what to do next Mm. you know and i think that causes rebellion in some people and and different things in others but you know, yeah, being able to I'm, say this is this is where I can do this on my own and taking ownership, I think, is beneficial and it simplifies you in the sense of every day you wake up and you're the only thing that you need to do that day is walk. Mm. You know, you wake up and you know every single day I'm going to get up and I'm just going to hike yeah. north on this trail. Right. And yeah. and the act the 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 fact that you don't have to decide exactly how you're going to spend every minute of your day mm-hmm. and what you're you know mm-hmm. it, it's so much simpler than than school yeah. or choosing a career or you know the any of the other major life decisions that we yeah. make in the normal world in and that frees up your mind in yeah. a sense to focus on other things yeah and at the same time it's also like a forced exercise in both discipline and just every day taking on the responsibility Mm -hmm. because the responsibilities that you do have, there's no, there's very little margin of error for not taking (laughs) like in our daily lives. Like we've got responsibilities and lots of times, you know, if you shrug them off, it's no big deal. But if you're hiking the Appalachian trail and you don't rise to your responsibilities of setting up camp, cooking food, uh, putting up the bear bag at the end Mm -hmm. of the night, you know, you're going to become injured, lost, or dead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what a, like, what a great opportunity to practice and train your own, your character, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, mm. I've even been, like, noticing, like, I don't know, kind of just, like, getting prepared for the trip and also just, like, getting in the mental state for it. It's just been, like, such a crazy experience to, like, I don't know, just have to come to terms with, all these things and like, you know, what it's going to be. But even, you know, like when I'm doing like my physical training for it, like I've been trying to do like at least a two mile walk every day and alternating with my pack and pack on and pack off um, just to kind of get a little bit prepared for it. And it's been something where it's like some days, obviously it's like, man, I don't want to do this. Like Mm. I just like got off of work and I've been standing all day and like my feet hurt. I just want to, you know, do anything else. But it's something where it's like I've kind of come to the point in my logic where it's like, you know, this isn't actually like an option. Like it's not just a like, will I do this? But it's like a you like it's not even my own mind making that decision anymore. It's just this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and that's how it's going to be on the trail, too, where it's like, I mean, it's just with any responsibility. If you're going to 
shirk it off it's gonna <laughs> come back and bite you sometime you know <laughs> it, it's not just gonna resolve itself like i'm not In just gonna magically <laughs> yeah yeah okay like that, that, the consequences for not rising and, and shouldering that responsibility are much more immediate and apparent uh, when you're on the Appalachian Trail than they are in real life, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I know you guys um, always, I you know, you always mention Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. uh, tropes or whatever. And I, I also love listening to his stuff. Uh, but one thing that comes to mind is when he talks about, like, sacrifice. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. you have to make a sacrifice, right? It's yeah. not, mm-hmm. it's not, you know... Do I have to, but it's which sacrifice you're going to choose or, mm. or are you going to let the sacrifice choose itself, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and just come upon you unprepared and, you know, just be taken by it, by its yeah. own force. Mm. You know, it's like, obviously it's one of those is going to happen, but it's definitely going to be a better option to choose your own sacrifice, yeah. you know, and being mm. willing to, I guess, just like come to terms with it yourself and then not only is it easier to shoulder, but it's also going to be more attainable, mm. Mm. you know? Yeah. That's one thing that I, that stuck out a while ago. You were just talking about like taking on a challenge and it's something that's both within your grasp and also like incredibly hard. Um, and I think there's a, there's a key range right between those two things, you know, between, the limits of what you can do and also being outside of your comfort zone a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, yeah. And that's something that we talk a lot about again here at camp. We've got a cha- different challenge course type stuff, high ropes course. And the, the goal for all of that is to get, you know, these kids and stuff and the teenagers out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Mike can definitely speak a lot about this yeah. more than I can, but it's so valuable to get people out of their comfort zones because that's where growth happens. Absolutely. That's why I tell every group that I send down the zip line. Um, I tell them before we start, I say, you know, some of you are looking at this tower thinking, this is, I wish it was taller. You know, this mm. looks too easy. Mm. I've done zip line. The other camp I went to had a bigger zip line. That one was scary. This uh. one's nothing. And then other people are looking at it like, I'm not going anywhere near that thing. When mm. can we go back into the air conditioning? You know? <laughs> and I tell them, regardless of, of where you are on that spectrum, you should find a way to push yourself mm. and get out yeah. of your comfort zone. You know, I don't, we don't want you to push so hard that you're absolutely paralyzed with fear. Mm. But you, you can handle, people can always handle more than they think they can. Mm, and yeah. you, you are never going to find, you know, you're never going to know where your limits are unless you reach them and push yourself to them mm. and, and expand them even, you know, and, and pushing yourself to your outside of your comfort zone is how you grow and get to know yourself better. So I tell them, you know, if you are not worried about this at all, try going up without with only one hand or with a blindfold on or mm. going off the zip line backwards and if you're absolutely terrified and you don't want to go anywhere near it then just let us put you in a harness and try climbing to the top of the ladder you know mm. that gets you onto yeah. the climbing wall and right. and it's totally up to you you know we we never force anybody to do anything cuz right. if we forced mm. them to do it it would it wouldn't have any kind of impact it would just be mean you know, you have yeah. to push yourself yeah. And that's like exactly what you're, I'm getting the picture from you, Daniel. It's like 
you're nervous about it and it's just good. Yeah. It's outside <laughs> yeah. of your comfort zone in a lot, in a big way, but also it's completely achievable. Like yeah. you, you can definitely do it. And so that's like the, that's like the Goldilocks zone right there um, <laughs> where a lot of incredible things can happen. And so I think not just like this whole conversation really isn't just about the Appalachian trail, but just what is, how can you get yourself into that Goldilocks zone? How can you get yourself out of the comfort zone? And so push yourself and, mm -hmm. you know, aim at something that you can achieve, but that's going to be tough. It's going to require you to grow and, and get stronger in some way or another. Um, yeah. I think and it's, it's, go it's for not it. like, it's like, um, you know, like what you're saying, like you kind of like have this, like, I don't, I don't know, almost like ideal good, you know, mm. like you're, you're aiming at this goal, right? And it's not just that you're aiming for it and you're like, man, I wish that I was there or like, oh, I wish, you know, like what you're saying, Michael, earlier about like, I wish I could say that I finished the AT, mm. right? It's yeah. more of like, you know, you have a goal, right? You have your eyes set on that, but then you put like everything you can towards that and mm. you kind of like, I don't know, almost like reorient yourself, like something that I've been experiencing in my training is I've just been totally reorienting how I'm thinking about life when it comes to like doing ordinary tasks or whatever. It's like, man, this is, has a totally new perspective, you know? Hmm. So it's like putting like reorienting how you think about things. And then like, I guess like aiming like wholeheartedly at that with like kind hmm. of like your whole being, you know, and being hmm. able to just go for it. You yeah. know, it's, having the goal, but then also like just, yeah, pushing for that. Absolutely. You know, it feels good. Just this is kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier to, about how it simplifies you to do something like hiking the AT when you know your path is clearly laid out before you, mm. you know, you like you have every day you get up and you hike north on this trail and you at night you stop, you set up a tent, you hang a bear bag, you eat some dinner, you know, fill up your water bottle and to know every morning exactly what you need to do that day mm. makes it easier to just put everything you've got into it. Yeah. You know, you're not distracted yeah. by other worries and, and concerns about what's going to happen yeah. the next day or right. what your girlfriend or your boss or whoever is going to tell you that day or anything you just wake up and you know okay this is what i'm doing and you can go after it with everything you got yeah. which feels good you to can do. take immediate action yeah. on your goals and mm -hmm. i think that's a danger with setting some of these goals because everybody's got goals sometimes really big goals um but being able to actually put one foot in front of the other in a manner of speaking and be actively pursuing them like like you're describing daniel mm -hmm. You're training and you're getting your gear together. It's not just you said, oh, I, I'd like to, you know, start hiking the AT, but yeah. you aimed at it and then it's active. Mm -hmm. And and that's the, it's kind of easy. You can almost cop out and say, oh yeah, here's my hopes and dreams, or here's something I would like to do with my life. And then you leave it at that. You leave yeah. it as a goal. But what even is that? Like, is that anything actually real if you're not taking active steps towards it? It's like a cop out. Yeah. yeah. And you know, what's one crazy thing about like, and I guess like the AT is a really good example of it is like you can, you know, 
be as prepared as you want or like put as much effort as you can towards a goal. Mm. But the reality is sometimes like that won't happen. Mm. You know, like I've come to terms with the fact that I can't control everything that's going to happen on this trip. Yeah. Obviously I'm going to push as hard as I can. And I've already expressed to like several people. They're like, man, how are you, how are you going to do that? How are you going to like, are man, are you going to do the whole thing? I'm like, Hey, that's what I'm aiming for. But Mm -hmm. you know, if something happens, if I twist my ankle, if you know, I get snowed out or whatever the case may be, man, I, that option's open and I'm not going to feel any like, well, I might feel a little bit of like, you know, like, I don't know, maybe shame's not the right word for it, but just like some like disappointment where it's like, man, yeah, that's so well, that's too bad. But I'm trying to like not set myself up for failure, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. to be like where it's like, okay, well, I didn't do it. So that's another big failure in my life, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's the same thing with like goals, you know, like, re- like, I guess like you could quote unquote real life goals, you know, like career or, you know, relationships or whatever. It's like, mm. sure, you can have goals and you can like, push for them as much as you want but the reality is like that some some things are beyond your control and that might not happen Mm. you know it's not just like you know there's something to be said for pushing for something and obviously it's gonna increase the chances of your goal happening if you're putting your whole effort towards it but you also have to be able to be realistic with it and be like you know something could happen some unexpected you know yeah Mm -hmm. it takes a level of humility to realize as much as you put your energy and time towards something it's there's still so many things out of your control and to have you know grace for yourself and for the whole situation and just kind of be okay with what the reality turns out to be and i can give a perfect example of this um so many times I think three times in a row I tried to climb this volcano in Mexico. It's called Ixta Siwadl. And this huge volcano, I was just talking about it with my dad and Michael the other day. Um, it's like 19,000 feet high, so altitude is a huge problem. And so growing up, my dad and some of my brothers, different people, we'd go make assaults on the summit. Mm-hmm. And so we'd get there and we'd arrive to base camp, which was... Did we say 14,000 You told me 14,000. Yeah, base camp's at 14,000 feet. So you're already already pushing it, man. And so we'd try to acclimatize for a few days. And then the big day would come and we'd make our alpine start um, at like 2 a.m. So it's pitch black and it's cold. Um, Incredibly beautiful. Some of the most amazing moments and like images in my head are from like starting out these alpine starts at 2 a.m and then there's an active volcano right to the side of this one that we're we're climbing and one night we're climbing up and it we would hear like thunder we could understand what was happening and we'd look over and lavas like bombs of lava are flying out of active volcano next to us oh my gosh but uh i would hit a level because we're hiking up and up and so you're getting more and more altitude sickness and less and less oxygen i'd hit a limit i'd hit the ceiling of what i could handle and man my dad knows exactly what it looked like i gave pretty much everything i could maybe i'm wrong i could have pushed more but i really i hit it hard i 
did my best and just like crawling doggedly up this mountain and eventually hit a point where I like, you know, keel over on the side of the trail and just wait for sunrise because I've been completely bested. And so the first time that happened, I was like, well, that's an interesting experience to be completely bested. You know, things were outside of my control and I couldn't do it. So I went back and the next time we were going to go, I trained for it. I did swimming, I did running, trying to train up my cardiovascular system to help deal with the, the altitude, and it got annihilated by this mountain again. <laughs> and so the third time I trained harder, and the third time I got annihilated again. And I the th- about the third time coming down from this mountain, and I was just like, huh, I genuinely gave it everything I could, I think. And I didn't do it. And I, hmm. I think there's a, I think it was a good life experience to have to yeah. realize I'm not all powerful. And there's a lot to be said for like the, the strength of the human will. And if you set your mind on something, you can do it, but also keeps, keep a good, healthy measure of humility in there because yeah, there's so many things you can't control. And so you just kind of gotta, gotta have grace with yourself mm-hmm. and, and, Whatever the situation turns out to be, try to be okay with it and realize, you know, God's working all things for good. Yeah. And man, it's so easy to like, I guess like to going back to your story, it's like look around you and like kind of compare yourself to other people. And it's like, man, they like, I don't know, like maybe like your dad like did it or your brothers or whatever. Yeah, they did. And it's like, man, that what does that say about me? You know, (laughs) that I can't. And I mean, I. Basically, that's like a really like unfair assumption to be making, but it's like so hard not to do because it's like even like on the trail, I can already imagine there's going to be like people there that are like 10 times more athletic than me and just (laughs) just like a race car going. Yeah, going down this trail and I'm just like sitting there just like barely making the next step like, okay, all right, I get it, (laughs) you know, but it's like, man, like, like you can't be like kind of like a, so attached to that like mm. it's like I, I guess it's like a good like you know motivator to be like man all right they if they can do it i'm gonna try you know too but it's like it's so unfair to be like man i'm just not that good so i better just quit you know mm. or like man I'll, I'll never be that good you know yeah. it's it, it's not even about that it's like what it, it's just a totally way more personal like experience than that mm-hmm. i feel like yeah you know you I've always felt that comparing yourself to other people in anything is is just a waste of time. You know, you should if you're going to compare yourself, you should compare yourself to yourself. You know, and focus on how you have improved and and what you can do to improve. Because mm. when you focus on somebody else, and you're either going to just feel bad, or you're going to feel prideful mm. you know whether yeah. Yeah. based on whether you're it's doing either envy or, or pride right <laughs> do what it's either envy or pride yeah comparing <laughs> yourself to someone else there's no good option <laughs> yeah well cool well i feel like that's might be a good time yeah. to wrap it up unless you guys have something else to talk about or more to say mm-hmm. no that felt pretty good yeah i feel pretty good yeah i hey i didn't expect to yeah (laughs) i guess i didn't expect to share some of the stuff but and it was good 
And it, it's also like, man, it's so good to like, at least like just vocalize it for myself and even mm-hmm. to other people where it's like all this stuff I've been kind of like, I don't know, just meant like in my own mind trying to grasp with mm-hmm. and like the re the realities of it. But it's like, man, every time I talk about it and like, you know, every day going to the trail, it's a new idea about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, it's, this has been helpful to just, I guess, you know, realize that yeah and vocalize it you know yeah That's a we're all about that that's kind of the power of just talking exactly that's, this whole podcast we talked about it's beneficial for everybody to listen but even for us we realize we get so much out of talking with yeah. another person rather than just trying to think it through in your own mm-hmm. head it's been yeah. great talking to you yeah Daniel, and good Thank luck you. on the at man Hey, thanks. And yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. I, I always, I've listened to all your episodes and man, it's a, it's a great. And I, I love, I, I usually do it at work. So I, I love, you know, doing that. And man, it'll be weird to listen to myself. Yeah.